back, everybody, to another episode of the podcast to be named later. I am Noah Hiles. He is Alex Stump. And Alex, it's official. The Pirates, another losing season. Yeah, yeah. We must stress official in the strictest definition of the word, as in mathematically, mathematically impossible for it not to be a losing season, because we could have said that about August 7th, 8th. Yeah. I mean, the ice, cream, the ice cream could have been consumed months ago. But, no, it's official. The Pirates, a losing season. What is this now? Since 1990, it 24 is 24 out of 28. 24 out of 28. And, Alex, how many years have you been on the beat where they did not have a losing season? I, I circled in for, like, 15 through 17-ish. So, technically 15 and then 18. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I was there for and I, I, I wouldn't really consider that beat as much as, you know, I was just writing stories. and. and I got a free ticket to the game in the, t- in the press box, yeah. yeah. I did work. I did yeah. work, but yeah. I mean, hey, you got to go to the game for free and talk to the players, right? That's what that's uh, the dream. That's, that's, what, that's what we sign that, up that, for. That one's from uh, Dave Molinari. Our Hall of Fame co-worker taught us that, and that's, that's what we say to each other. That's what Alex and I, after every bad loss, that's what literally Alex tells me every time. Hey, we get I, to talk. I blatantly ripped that off from Dave mm-hmm. and I didn't even get that directly from Dave. I got that from Dayon who said that was a Dave line. It is, it is a, a 11 out of 10 line. No, it's, and it's true because like when you cover a team that's bad, that's this bad. I mean, it does kind of drain, drain you. I mean, when they're this bad, it makes your job a little harder, right? I mean, you have to think of things to write of. You have to think of things to talk about on the podcast and, and not only talk about, but, like, be interesting and be different, you know? Uh, but at the end of the day, you think of how simple that line is, but it's true. I mean, we have a cool opportunity, and we have an opportunity to be creative and, and do different things. And it's something that a lot of people would, would definitely trade for. So we're lucky at the end of the day. And I think we've been very consistent with that message that, you know, a lot of people have reached out and said, oh, I don't know how you guys are doing it. It's, I feel bad for you, and I've never once felt bad for myself covering this team, regardless no. of how bad they are. I mean, I felt bad for myself, like, not necessarily felt bad for – like, there's been times where it's like, dude, this sucks. But, like, it's just, like, sucks. Oh, yeah. Sucks oh, in, yeah. like, the grand scheme of, like, our job, you know? Like, it's, it's difficult, but it's still, it's still fun. Um, it's kind of like, like Eric Andre with Hannibal. <laughs> this sucks, man. Yeah. Pretty much. So, Alex, uh, I think this is the first time they've been swept in a doubleheader this year. So, you got to see that. Check that off the old bucket list. So, I guess that they've done all three things. Yeah, they've swept, split, and now Ben swept. swept. And uh, in two games where they got decent starts, especially from the first one. That's what I want to talk about first. We're going to kind of review both games here um, because I'm sure some people – didn't watch the second game, especially. There was another team playing that we might have some content on the website about that. Uh, but, yeah, so the Pirates dropped the first game 3-1. to one. Cody Ponce, I think it's just time to put him in the starting rotation. I'm with you right now. And this is going to sound blunt, but if this is going to be a meritocracy, what has Trevor Williams shown over these last couple starts. Like, I'm being serious here. 
like I, I, you, I wish you guys could see the face that poor Noah, not poor Noah, but smug Noah. Right now, I was like, oh, that, that was the guy who said was the best pitcher, you know, a couple oh, weeks yeah. ago. Oh, yeah. What, what happened? I mean, uh, I, he, he, he got a whole lot worse these last couple weeks. Like, yeah. I made that statement after, like, one bad start into this stretch. He's had one good start all year, pretty much. Yeah, maybe like three. One good start, but yeah, it, three. It's, it's been bad. I don't know. I mean, maybe make it a six-man rotation at this point. There's going to be another, another doubleheader coming up. Yeah. There's going to be no more off days. There's a way to get this guy innings. That's, I want that's, him to get more innings. That's exactly my thought, too, is why the hell not? Why would you not make it a six-man rotation? Or just piggyback, go back to the piggyback with Brault and Cool or something. I don't know. I mean, just do something. This guy deserves – he's performed every time he's been called upon as a starter. And I know it's only been in these seven-inning games, and maybe the approach is different, but give him a shot to start a nine-inning game. What the hell do you have to lose? You're the worst team in baseball. I mean, Kumar, Kumar Rocker is already looking at apartments on the North Shore. I mean, it's, it's – I don't know. I mean, he's, he's looked good. And, again, you look at, like, next year, and if they're able to flip guys like, like Cool or Trevor or uh, Gralt in the, in the offseason, uh, Musgrove, yeah then Ponce will be an opening day starter or not opening day starter, but on the opening day roster. But I mean, you have the young guys with Keller Ponce and Brubaker where, yeah, it's nothing really too great yet. I mean, they have potential, but that's something, you know, as opposed to these middle of their career guys who quite frankly, they're not that great. I mean, they, they Williams had a good half season and he shows potential every now and then, but there's no real point in, investing in Trevor Williams anymore because by the time he's done, the pirates are going to be good again. You know, it's their timelines don't really line up. Same for Chad cool. Same for Steven Brault. Same for Joe Musgrove. By the time the pirates are going to be competitive again, all of these guys are going to be old and done. Maybe one of them will still be relevant, but the rest of them, they're going to be past their prime. So yeah, I'm I'm all about giving Ponce and Brubaker and Keller and he, hell, even call up James Marvel if he's healthy. Is he is he throwing again? I haven't gotten a Marvel update lately. Yeah, I mean, me neither. The and last after, time I heard he was throwing again. After the Spider-Man movie, I just, you know, I, I didn't think there'd be anything good for a while. Oh, James Marvel, yeah. Uh, yeah. Rank the Spider-Man 2s. Oof. Rank the Spider-Man 2s. Like Tobey Maguire. Oh, I mean, Andrew Garfield. There, that, that was a thing. They made Yeah, two, that, that one's the worst one. Yeah, I mean, they made two of those with him. So that was a mistake. Yeah. Um, that was the worst Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire had Dr. Octopus, right? Yeah. That one wasn't bad, but I really that, like... That's the best one. See, I just like uh, Tom Holland as Peter Parker. I think... Here's my hot take on it. Okay. Tobey Maguire is a great Peter Parker. And Andrew Garfield for is, is a terrible Peter Parker, but I like him as Spider-Man. And I think Tom Holland is the best of both, like, yeah. if you take both of them. Well, together. I just think, yeah, Tom Holland does, like, a great job of, like, he's just, like, this bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. Like, he fit the storyline perfect, the way they put him in through Civil War and they introduced him. And, mm-hmm. 
you know, the relationship with Iron Man, we're getting way off track. But that's what happens like when you cover a team that's more 14 interested and 32. In talking about the rest of this team. Yes. Don't make uh, me go back to the Pirates. Let's keep talking Spider-Man 2. No. And I, you know, Spider-Man, here's, here's my worst transition ever. Spider-Man's suit is red. Colin Moran's beard is red. Another nice home run Ooh. for, yeah, for Colin Moran. Um, just looking at positives, I feel like he hits well at Great American Ballpark. I mean, everyone kind of does, but he always seems to go yabo there. I mean, just off the top of my head, I can think of like two or three home runs that, you know, he hit out of there that wouldn't have been home runs anywhere else, but it exactly. doesn't matter. <laughs> no, that's exactly it. He always hits one of those. And JB always hits pretty well there too. And he had a really good second game, which we'll get into in a second. Um, but the walk-off home run off Sam Howard, this was another one where um, – another point I wanted to make where <laughs> – I mean, you could say this for a lot of nights, but, like, it just wasn't their night for certain guys. And Hartley Van Howard, I mean – and Turley. Great. And Turley, yeah. The, the, like the three guys, like three of their, their three-headed monster of relievers who overachieved this year. Maybe not even overachieved, but just took that next step. They all got crushed today. And it is what it is. It's not great, but they'll learn from it. I mean, they, they were all due to have a bad night. And why not just all get it out of the way at the same time, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean – Jeff Hartley could pitch like he did tonight the rest of the way, and I would still consider this a successful season for him. I could, I completely agree. I'd be um, concerned as hell if I was a Pittsburgh Pirates if that happened. <laughs> it goes, yeah, what the, what in the world? Uh, I caught myself there. Um, <laughs> there's a couple other guys we're going to talk about in the second segment. So I guess as we wrap up this first segment, I, I alluded to him earlier, Josh Bell, uh, not having a bad September or not having a bad. Yeah, September. He's Just probably, September. It yeah. is. And, I mean, his average continues to climb. His OPS continues to climb. He's hitting more home runs. Uh, I guess my question for you, is it time to move him back in the fourth spot? Or I just mean, keep him fifth behind Colin Moran? It's, it's just bouncing around at this point. Yeah. I, I think it's mostly irrelevant at that point. I mean, I – I, there's a big difference in my mind between someone hitting like second and, and seventh, but difference between fourth and fifth is, you know, minor. Yeah. I think that he would appreciate that. Like, I think Josh Bell, I mean, he's not like a, Josh Bell isn't like an egomaniac by any means. He's a pretty humble guy, but I, I think you do when you had success in that four spot last year and you identify as that, you know, the power hitter of the team getting back in that cleanup spot after losing it, I think does mean something to somebody. Just to the player, I guess. I mean, overall, like I said, I don't think it's going to affect his production. He's going to hit in the fifth spot the same way he's going to hit in the fourth spot. But I, I think that, like, I don't know, maybe gives him a little pep in his step or something. Who knows? We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk about two, pretty much the future of the Pirates, these two guys. Uh, as, as we debated, two guys who were rookies last season and yesterday's show who have been underperforming. We're going to talk about two rookies who are showing a bit of promise. At least one of them showing a lot of promise this season in their first season in the big leagues. We'll get into that when we come back. Welcome back to the show. Second segment, Alex. There were a couple of other players that we didn't hit on in this doubleheader loss. Three to one, nine to four. Actually, before we do that, 
Um, Alex, one of my favorite things to do is when, when a game gets out of hand, and I got to do this a lot last year, a lot more than I have this year, um, is just watch your reaction as teams continue to pour on runs against the Pirates, where I could see you, like, scrapping your story concept and just, like, watching just, like, hot lava flow all over <laughs> – all over everything just just like watching the floodgates open and just it all going to hell um you should have been there sunday sunday Sunday. oh yeah i mean sunday was kind of just a bloodbath to start though i'm talking about like when it's a one-run game or i mean like hayes hits this home run and they're up four to three and i can already see you're like sweet i get to write more good stuff about Brian hayes this isn't this story writes itself uh and then it didn't. <laughs> it just fell apart. And like, those are the moments I love sitting next to you when you're just like sitting there, just like, vir- like in your mind, crumbling up a big piece of paper and throwing it into an old school metal waste bin and just going shucks and having to start from scratch. Oh, I'm thinking something a lot worse than shucks. It's a lot worse than <laughs> shucks. Uh, so for those who weren't watching, uh, I had the Steelers game on. What the hell happened? <laughs> Man. Uh, for game two or just – Yeah, 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 game two. Game two. Uh, Mitch came back. Mitch, his velocity looked good, which is, you know, really encouraging. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm talking about the collapse. We're going to get into Mitch Keller and Cabrian Hayes in a second. I just – what happened with the bullpen that allowed it to get out of oh, here? Okay. Okay. I was just going to give, like, the full rundown. No, like, we don't need to do that. But... For the bullpen – yeah man i don't know they they were doing Derek holland came in holland did whatever but i mean he had his worst outing out of the one one in a one run game in both scenarios you're either down a run or you're up a run i know it's a double header you used a lot of your middle relief you know in the first game with stratton and and howard but like okay, well, here's a guy who's going to be a Pittsburgh Pirate for exactly two more weeks, and he hasn't even been that particularly good. But you know, Turley lost control of his breaking ball, and then he had to go in with a fastball to Mike Mustakis, who hit it a country mile. Uh, Jeff Hartley, we've seen some you know control problems in general from him a bit this year. I mean, that's, that's got to come with, you know, all that movement that he has. And sometimes, you know, if you mis-execute, that really just goes wild. And he, it, it didn't look like he had any control of where the ball was going the entire outing. Like, I don't – I think you can count on, like, one hand how many pitches if you were to talk to him. He'd be like, yeah, I executed that well. That's where I wanted to hit the glove. It moved the way I wanted it to move, span the way I wanted it to spin. And it, it, it was just bad. It was – it was the worst Jeff Hartley in his major league career, which is saying something because this entire season, almost every great outing that he's had, like how many times he's come in with the bases loaded you know, and, and won out and he's gotten out of the jam without any runs. Like he's done so much good this year. It, it, you have no choice but to just say, you know, stuff happens. Yeah, that's baseball. I mean, Josh Hader walked like 6,000 people in a row a couple weeks ago against the Pirates. It was the Josh Hader start, like dead on. Yeah, and that'll happen. So let's get back to what you were talking about earlier. Mitch Keller gets his first start since, geez, what was it? His second start of the season. August 1st. 
Yeah, August 1st. So a uh, month and month and a quarter, I guess, give or take. And not great, but not terrible, right? I mean, the velocity like you hit on, what was you throwing, high 90s? Yeah, I mean, consistently 94, 96, mm-hmm. if not a little higher than that sometimes, which is, you know, very encouraging because his only full start he had this year was in St. Louis, and it was significantly down, and nobody knew why it was down. And, you know, in the time off, he, he cleaned up some things with his mechanics, with his back, you know, and his delivery. He said, and, you know, he found some of that velocity that he lost. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a very encouraging sign. If you – results-wise, it really doesn't matter for Mitch Keller. This start in the next two that he has. It, it truly does not matter, not mm-hmm. even a little bit. What matters is at the end of that last start of the season, you look at the guy, he has that mid to upper 90s fastball going. He has two breaking balls going. And it's like, okay, going to the offseason with that, the stuff looks like it's back. That's the only thing that matters with Mitch Keller. Command was still command was an issue, but I'm I'm looking at these starts as his completely 100%. How does the stuff look? The stuff looked good for the most part. Maybe maybe the slider needs to be a little sharper. You know who looked even better? I can take a guess. Brian Hayes. That's who looked better. That was gonna be my guess. Yeah, that would have been a good guess. I I mean he is. Every bit is why. Why was this guy not in the majors sooner? <laughs> COVID, COVID, the Rona, just ruining everything. Just the Rona. Yeah, I, I don't. Do know. you think? I don't. Here's think... here's a real question. Do you think if he did not contract COVID nineteen and he played with the team in extended spring training, or not extended spring training, summer training, summer camp, whatever the hell they called it? And he had he he played in all three of those games against the Indians. He doesn't probably make the major league roster out of camp, just because of you know contract yeah. stuff. When do you think is the earliest we would have seen him? Do you think he just gets the call up immediately, or was there a reason that they kept him down this long? I mean, the reason why they cited is they wanted to make sure that he was really ready. They didn't want him to play in too many games in September. They always kind of had September 1st circled as a date, they said. Eh, I don't know. It, it, it's kind of flimsy in that. It could have – they could have brought him up two weeks earlier and not had to pay for anything extra, you know, like he doesn't become Super 2 or whatever, and it would have been two extra weeks in the majors. I, I – have I mean, this is a complete what if, and I have nothing really to base this off of because there's really nothing you can base this off of because we're talking on, about a scenario that didn't exam- happen. But I believe that Brian Hayes didn't contract COVID. You're right. He, talking to people, he, he wasn't going to make the opening day roster. They weren't going to give up that year of control for what is effectively one week in 2019 or 2020, 2020. Mm-hmm. It's, but maybe whenever like Philip Evans gets there. Yeah. That's the beginning of the Cabrian Hayes era. I mean, yeah, it's just it's they're... better than seeing JT Riddle, who I'm going to look up right now, but I think he's graded as the worst defensive third baseman in baseball, which is astounding considering he's barely played any third base. Yeah, he like came as a shortstop, didn't he? Yeah, but then he became a quasi utility man, and I don't know meritocracy. <laughs> 
That's my million dollar. Every single time, I'm just going to throw that word out. Meritocracy. Is, is that your final word of the day? Anything else to add in before? Oh, but just to talk more about Cabrian real quick. Uh, the home run, the defense, like we've seen, we, I mean, that's been as good as advertised. The over-the-shoulder catch in mean, Kansas City. I mean, just even just like the simple plays, just how quick he is. Uh, just seeing him like make throws the second. Not that I ever worried that like Moran would sail one. But it, it's just the difference in speed, the way he gets the ball around the diamond is pretty impressive. I don't know. And I like the way he comes in on balls, too, on, like, bunts or just slow rollers. His bare hand, quick release over to first. He's, he's just good. But the bat has been what's really impressed me. Hitting in yep. clutch situations. I mean, they're moving him to bat third in the lineup. I mean, this is a guy who's never hit 300 in the minors, I don't think. So, no, no, but he has a new swing than what he had in the minor leagues. Yeah. Like the minors he didn't. I, I, I touched on this in the mound visit that I wrote about Cabrian. Like, check out how he drives. There is no skip anymore in that back leg. It's more unbalanced. It's more, right now, it's more balanced. It's, it, it, he's getting more drive from it. He's getting more power from it. It's, it's a different swing. It's something that, you know, he and I talked about towards the end of spring training. And it was a case of, you know, with this shutdown, is he going to be able to continue to make progress with it? He has. So, yeah, it, it's special. And also that home run on, on Monday, that was against a breaking ball. I mean, a, a good breaking ball low in the zone. We've seen him hit the fastballs, but, you know, whenever he's hitting off speed hit and breaking off stuff. I, I think that was uh, De Sclafani still. Okay. Yeah, I, don't think, that, I, think, the, I think you're right. Yeah. All right. But, yeah, that's it's a great sign. I mean, we've seen him hit the fastball. Now he's hitting the breaking and off-speed stuff, too. That's what makes, you know, a guy a major leaguer. All right. So, as we close the show, I'm actually going to say this. We've got less than two weeks of Pirates baseball left. And as we have mentioned, it's getting a little bit tough to find things to talk about. So, if there's something that you would like to hear Alex and I talk about, anything at all, I mean, preferably baseball-related, more than preferably Pirates-related. Or Spider-Man 2. Yeah, or Spider-Man 2, whatever. If you have stuff you want to hear from us, let us know. Comment on the site. Tweet at us. If you see us on the street, yell it at us. I'm dead serious, though. Uh, I mean, maybe don't yell. You can just come up and talk to us. We're both pretty approachable guys. Alex kind of looks tough with his bulging muscles, but, you know, once you get past that. Uh, but yeah, let us know. We'll, we'd love to. We'd love to talk about anything you guys want to hear about. And if, if you have questions, topics, really anything, I, I know um, one of our loyal listeners, one of my best friends, my former roommate uh, Dalton, <laughs> who Alex knows really well. His dad Scott has listened to our podcasts for years, and he would love a deep dive into explaining sabermetrics. We might get into that later on. In, uh, in the week or something along those lines. Maybe we'll inquire that. I don't know. Whatever you guys want to hear, just baseball talk-wise, as we wrap up this season. If you want to hear us keep talking about how bad this team is, we can do that too. Let us know. Tweet at us, like I said, or comment on the website. We would really appreciate it. Alex, any other final thoughts to add on? I looked it up. Going by outs above average. Baseball Savant just put it out. JT Riddle is the third worst third baseman Who's in worse? baseball. Uh, Justin Turner and David really? Bodie, who really? have both played significantly more than JT Riddle. 
So and it's like negative four, negative four for those two, and negative three for JT Riddle. Hey, you want like to know what those two guys do? You want to know what those two guys do though? They also hit baseballs well. They 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 hit them at least above average on a good day, you know, yeah. or on a bad day. So, you know, there's that. So thank you for that stat, Alex. Thank you for continuing to bring the coverage and everything. Be sure to follow Alex's coverage. Two more, two more days on the road, then we head back home for the final homestand. Yeah. Act it's, excited. It's, it's, it's weird that it's always done. I know. I'm not complaining, though. I'm going to miss doing these daily shows, though. Thank you all for listening. Be sure to follow us on social media. Follow all or hit that subscribe all button, comment, leave a comment, let us know what you think of the channel as a whole. Uh, that really helps out. And be sure to keep tuning in because we're going to be back tomorrow with some more content. We'll see you then. 